This is a podcast from Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk. spent a bit of time together haven't we yeah. um, so I'm going to ask you a few questions if that's alright so how have you settled in Gainsborough I've settled in yeah very well yeah love it absolutely love it 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 okay so on that question then what about church because I know you were searching and praying for a church is hope kind of what you always intended <laughs> this this is a, this is the place that we're meant to be. When we moved up here from Essex, um, sorry about the accent, um, we we had in our mind, oh, we'll we'll go for a, a church with. Um, uh, we had in our mind what we wanted, or we'll, we'll have this, we'll have that, we'll have that all organised, and God has blown that completely out of the window. Every <laughs> single plan we had is gone. I think I've got a better idea, and we're like, yeah, you're right. And we found this on the internet, and we popped along, and it's home. It's, it's, it's home. Amen. And we love you. We love you guys as well. So, over the time that you've been here, how have you, individually and as a family, seen spiritual growth? This could take hours. I'll, I'll try and condense it. Uh, I've been a Christian since I was six, and I'm now only 20, so it's not long. You look amazing. 21. Um, uh, so that's quite a long time, and we're, we're all Christians, mum, um, children and Colin, and we've been to church forever. It is not until we've come here, and we've been here, this is our third year, it is not until we've come here that we have really got to know who Jesus is, and it has totally revolutionised who we are. Yes, we've served in church, we've done loads, we've done loads for Jesus, blah, blah, <laughs> but we have got to know him as a father and as on this adventure that we're doing we've never done what we're doing at the moment and the provision is i could write a book uh, the, the things that he's given us the skills of wisdom ability finances that he has put into the bank account when there was no money mm-hmm. and we've said oh we need a hay bale like you do we don't eat it it's for the animals um, <laughs> And the money has come in. I cannot tell you the miracles that, that he has. So to grow is we are all going forward, aren't we? It's not been easy. It has probably been the hardest. Because you think you know it all, and then you don't. Yeah. And it, but we've said to the Lord, we came here because love the Lord your God in Deuteronomy with all your heart, your soul, your mind, your body, your spirit. And that is what we're doing. Yeah. And that is what we want to do. I don't want to settle for second best. And at, by doing that, it is hard because... It's not an easy path, but it's the best thing. We have all of us, I can say it's the best thing we've done and we are doing. And it's God every time meets you where, and even then some, the God who's abundant, the God who's the God of Ephesians, I will give you abundantly more than anything. And he really does. Amen. It, it, honestly, it's just what a, what a praise for God as well. He's amazing. That like, even through trials, yeah. even through, through hardships, that you've seen God's goodness. He's amazing. And that's what life is, isn't it? Life is not always the highest of peaks. It's sometimes in the valleys as well. What has, 
if you could pick one thing that might, might have surprised you the most over the past three years, what surprised you the most? Surprises. What we're doing, I suppose. Uh, we, we came up here because the Lord asked us to come, um, and we have plans. Uh, every single plan has gone not because it wasn't our, God's idea. <laughs> and so I would say, I can't say one thing. Just like uh, the whole thing has been a total surprise. <laughs> That's a good thing. A That's a good thing. Yeah, the whole lifestyle. Yeah. Our whole lifestyle. Because you, you, you weren't. You weren't doing what you do now. No, we were city city gents and ladies. We've come from Colchester, which is a town, townies. And now we're rustics. We've come from, uh, you know, town living, uh, coffee shops, which is very important, all things like that, town <laughs> church. Always, always time for coffee and cake. To a rustic lifestyle with uh, loads of indoor and outdoor friends, or animals, which we've never done before. So the whole thing is a surprise. Yeah. Just, such a transition. No idea, but we now live in wellies and plastic trousers, which is not always attractive, but practical. It's a look, though, isn't it's it? It's a look. We love it. It will, it will take off, <laughs> Thank you, Charity. You're so welcome. Give her a big clap. Thank you.
tells us that so far as he placed our transgressions from us, it's as far as the east is from the west. Lord, it cannot be measured. Father, that's love. We know what love is because of the Lord Jesus and his sacrifice for each one of us. And Father, as we've read your word, as we're going to look now into this passage, Father, we just pray that you might bless us that, Father, you might speak into us, Father, you might speak through me, and that, Father, everything that we see today is that love that knows no bounds, that love that is forever searching, that love that wants every soul to be saved. Father, bless us, we pray. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The song there by Crowder says, oh, how he loves us. And that really is where I want to begin. It's going to be my middle, and it's going to be the ending. Is I wonder this morning whether you have had the opportunity to just step back and just soak it up. So often we're so rushed in our day-to-day and so much goes off in our day-to-day that we forget what God has done for us. We forget the mystery and the majesty that is that me, a sinner, can stand before a holy God, saved by grace, not by works. I can't boast of anything, but I can boast in him because he has done what needed to be done. And this morning we celebrate that as we do every Sunday, as long as the Lord wants us here on planet earth, that is what we will do. We will declare his name, we will sing his praise, and we will shout it from the rooftops that he loves us. Amen? And just that few moments where a few questions were asked, we see that God is at work in all of our lives. Sometimes we forget, sometimes we don't look, 
But this morning's passage and everything that we've tried to do this morning, I want to create that atmosphere that allows us to just look, to reflect, to just step back and to see. So much goes off. And I know that each of you, there's something in all of our lives that we're going through difficult moments. But let's not forget that we worship a God who's in control. We worship a God who loves us. We worship a God who's given his best for us. And as we're looking um, over the past few weeks on Wednesdays, he is in control of all things. And the Bible tells us that he is working those things out for our very best, for those who love him. Last week we looked at fear. And this morning's verses really are the stark contrast to that. That in chapter 4 and verse 18 of the passage which Corrie's read for us, it says, but perfect love drives out fear. Perfect love drives out fear. So the answer to all of what we come against in our day-to-day, the answer is love. Love is the key, if you like. And yesterday, we had our food festival as a church. And what a blessing that was. And I want to thank you, all of you, that were able to just give up some time yesterday in one way or another. And there were people that didn't come yesterday that had given up their time to prepare food, etc. So thank you for that. And we're grateful. But all that does, that's not for me. You don't do it for me. You don't do it for the person to the left or to the right of you, but we do it for God, don't we? Whatever we do, we work at it as though we're working for the Lord because what we want to show is his hand of grace, his hand of love. That's what we're here for, isn't it? That's what the Lord has called us to. And as an evangelical church, as a church that wants to declare the gospel, we're going to show people by the way that we live, the way that we love, by the way that we act and we are around people. You know, it says in the Lord's Word, as you read John chapter 3, 16 and 17, that Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. He didn't come to pass judgment on those people around about him. What he did do is he came to love, and he came to show, and he came to give. The Bible tells us that he was a servant, and the word is doulos, the lowest of low, the servant of servants, that he came to serve. And if we're to follow, if we're to do as the Lord has called us to do, then that's what we should be doing, to love and to serve and to give our very best for him. It's so easy, isn't it, to give your best for you. But to give your best for somebody else, well, that takes some doing. You know, as a church, we give away as much as we possibly can. We do as much as we possibly can. The Bible tells us that if we have, then we give. And that's what we're called to do. And we're called to love. Um, And yesterday, I mean, there were a few people asked a few questions about it being free. One guy said to me, he said, how much do I owe you? Has he got change out of his pocket? And I thought, for a cold pancake, brother, not a lot. (laughs) He said, how much, how much do I owe you? I said, it, it's for free. And his answer was incredible. He said, well, if it's free, I'll have two. I thought, there's a boy after my own heart. He says, if it's free, I'll have two. 
But you know the gospel is absolutely free. It's absolutely free. And it's there to be taken. Yet instead of the response of, well, if that's the case, well, I'll have two. The response is, oh, no, that's not for me. And that's the challenge that we come up against. As we've heard this morning, the enemy tries to rob and steal our joy. But we're not going to stand for that. We're not going to have that because we worship a God who has won. Amen? We worship a God who has won. And we're called to live out that victory, to live out that love, and to love one another. John chapter, uh, 1 John chapter 4, verse 11, Since God so loved us, it says we ought to love one another. We're living out the word of God. We're serving. We're sharing. We're loving. Now, that's not all the time for us, is it? Let's be honest. Because we struggle, don't we, with our own self I know I get in the way all the time and I know you'll be exactly the same but we love because he first loved us and we step back and we grasp that this morning and really that's all we did yesterday and that's all we'll push forward and do as a church. When I say that's all we'll do, just understand what I'm saying. That if we give to people who don't have the means to take or don't have the means to pay or we are willing to share with others, we're willing to love people regardless of them, of their background, of their walk, of whatever it might be, that we're willing to give, then people see that hand of God that God himself loved us while we were still sinners, the Bible tells us. Christ died for us. How can we not love when we have been loved so richly? How can we not give when we have been given to even though we do not deserve? That's what we're called to do. And that's what we will do. His love does not depend on what we have to offer. And that was like yesterday in its simplest form. This pancake is for free. This bread and sausage is for free. These cheesy nachos, they're for free. That hot drink, that cold drink, it's for free. Those toasted cheesy sandwiches, as good as they look, they're for free. And in the smallest way, that shows that it does not depend on what you have in your pocket. It does not depend on what you bring. It is free. It depends on him. Amen? And that is the gospel. That's the love that we want to show people. And that's what he's done for us. It did not depend on what I had to offer, but rather on him who is love. And that, church, is what we want to show people and what we want to tell people. I like free things. I'm a big fan of free stuff. I get suckered into the buy one, get one free because I wasn't in the shop the week before when they were half the price of what they're now trying to sell me. You know what I mean? It's gone from £1 to £2, which really means I'm paying for the two things, but I'm suckered into the advert. Buy one, get one for free. But the truth is that when free things are out on offer, there are people who say, no, I'd rather, I'd rather pay. Or there are people who say, no, not for me. And, and don't think there aren't, because I can assure you there are, because if everybody accepted the free gift of salvation, the world would be a very different place. 
yeah? And really that free gift is absolutely born out of love. Love that God gave us. Love that God should give us the opportunity of forgiveness from sin. John chapter, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16, as I've already quoted, this is how we know what love is. That Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That he laid down his life for us. That's how I know what love is. Because I was in a position where I did not deserve God's love. I did not deserve his grace and his mercy. Yet. Yet. He did it anyway. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Romans 5 and verse 8. If you're an underliner, that has to be one that's underlined. God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Does any of that depend on me? No. My question to you this morning is, does it depend on you? Absolutely not. It is a gift, a free gift. How much are the pancakes? How much are the hot dogs? How much are the nachos? How much are the toasted sandwiches and the drinks? They're absolutely free. Why? Well, because we want people to see Jesus. We want people to see love. We want people to know what it is to be loved. It's based not on your credentials. It's based on him. 1 John 4 verse 16 says God is love. It gets no more simple than that. It gets no more clear than that. It doesn't get any easier than that. It says God is love. And my challenge to you this morning is if you haven't understood that to its fullest measure right now, then I want you to take the opportunity. I want you to take the opportunity to just think Who is this God that would love me enough to give his best for me? Who is this God that he even says from the front that he loves me? Why would anybody love me? I've asked that question several times in my own life. But I can assure you this morning that my God loves you. That he's given his best for you. And you have an opportunity to take that love. It's free doesn't depend on you it depends on everything that he's done that he was willing to go to that cross to bear our sin and our shame and to deal with it there but to as Christians it encourages us to push forward doesn't it because the love is so wide so deep so high his love is so great that what could I do but continue to push what else could I do but continue to serve how could I not Paul says for the love of Christ compels us I can do nothing else but only when I take my eyes off that love do I start to think about the things that are surrounding me that start to take precedence 
but rather remember that key is love. That if we keep our eyes on him, we keep our eyes on Jesus, the writer of Hebrews says, the author and finisher of our faith, the author and perfecter of our faith. If we keep our eyes on him, we're able to push, we're able to continue to love, we're able to care for people. And it's not so that you might be seen as a wonderful person, or that I might be seen as somebody, oh, he loved people, as nice as that might be. But it's so that people might see him. So that people might see that they have a God who loves them. So that people might see our Heavenly Father and the love that he's got for them, that he would send his son to that cross. And he would there take away our sin and our shame. He didn't know any sin, yet he became sin for you and for me. That's love. Oh, that is love. And my prayer for us as a church is that we continue as we did yesterday and as we've done for the past eight years, almost nine. We have loved not because we're anything, but because he first loved us. And he has given us grace and mercy that we do not deserve in any way, shape, or form. How can we not? How can we not continue on and show people that hand of love that our God has shown to us? Let's pray, and then we'll worship together. And let's just thank God for all that he's done for us. Let's just praise him for all that he's given to us. Father, your word tells us to not love with words or tongue, but with actions and in truth. And we just pray this morning that you would just help us, Lord God, to just keep our eyes fixed on you. That, Lord, we might just focus on what you've called us to. Father, all that we've sung, all that we've heard, all that we've shared in is surrounded by that truth of your love. And I just pray, Lord God, that you would just help us to continue to live this out for you. Father, as you continue to show us how much you've loved us, naturally, Lord, we're compelled to love and to serve because we have been given grace and mercy that we do not deserve. So, Father, we just pray that you would just continue to shape us and mold us into what you want us to be. Bless us, Father, we pray in your precious name. This has been a podcast by Hope Church Gainsborough. For more information, visit www.hopechurchgainsborough.co.uk.